Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hey, everyone, and welcome today. Uh, my name is Liz. I'm here with Pastor Shelley Foley and Pastor Celine McDonald, and we are here to talk to you about one of our very favorite subjects. <laughs> <Yes>. we're, so, <laughs> we're so excited to talk to you today about women, <laughs> and we... <laughs> There's so many places this conversation could go, so we're just gonna see <laughs> where we we're gonna see where uh, where things go and where how, what comes out. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be an adventure, but uh, I'm excited today because these are two uh, very strong women who are uh, very active pastoring our local church here and in lots of other uh, ways, apostolic in the business world, and so they're they're leaders, and so um, it's going to be a good it's going to be a good conversation today. Um, it's going to be an interesting one because uh, we're talking a little bit before we started the the concept of womanhood <laughs> in the world today is such a mess. It's so yes. confused. People have, they can't even answer simple questions. What is a woman, right? It's like, right. we are not quite sure. And it can be whatever you define it as. And we know that that is so contrary um, to God's heart because mm-hmm. he designed women on purpose. So yeah. Pastor Celine, uh, maybe just give us a little bit of <laughs> uh, maybe God's heart for women what, and what you've experienced from God for your own life. Okay. God's heart for women for me is uh, really important because if we go all the way back to Genesis when God first created woman, she was actually an answer mm-hmm. to someone, you know, he created Adam, but Adam needed someone and woman was the answer to that and um she has her uniqueness just like men have their uniqueness and I think it's kind of sad sometimes that uh, it is considered wrong to have a uniqueness in either gender. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's just so unnecessary. And I'm just thankful that I am a woman. I'm thankful that that means that I get to be a mom. I'm also a grandma. I've got four grandchildren and I have two um, children. And to me, that's just such a blessing. And the fact that uh, women can be whatever they want to be that's great. We can be successful in anything that we do. And whether you are a pastor like myself or whether when I was just a mom uh, or like Pastor Shelley, she's actually a CFO or a controller. I'm sure (laughs) it depends how you look at it. But anyway, um, you know, there's important things that women can do. And but most importantly, we're strong. We're meant to be strong. We carry being able to raise children, to being able to uh, be there for other people and having that heart to nurture people, to feed people, to take care of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that gets us in trouble because we don't know. <laughs> um, but I think it's a blessing to be able to bless others and be able to help others. Yeah. Awesome. Shall you just give us some initial thoughts here? I know we're going to head all over the place. I am a strong woman raised by a strong woman who was raised by a strong woman. (laughs) And (laughs) um, 
So I, I love that I was raised by a family who never um, made me feel that I couldn't do something because I was a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yet they raised me in a strong Christian home to believe that I was created in God's image and that I was created um, exactly how God wanted me to, to be, that mm-hmm. he didn't make a mistake when mm-hmm. he created me. Um, even, even though I'm strong and sometimes that causes me issues, it is how God created me. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a woman has never been something that has hindered me in my thought process because I was raised by a family who understood that um, God created men and women equally. We have yes. different roles. We have different functions. Um, we we support each other in, in different ways. We're supposed to complement each other. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to compete with each other. And I think mm-hmm. it's so unfortunate. I know in our culture today, we've we've swung the pendulum. You know, we've mm-hmm. we I understand we had many years of cultural times where women were suppressed and yes. and they were meant to be and they had to just be a, just a mom or they weren't they they couldn't do anything outside of the home and and they had to they were basically property in a lot of ways and that's mm-hmm. never how God intended it to be. However, mm-hmm. we've also swung the pendulum to the other side of the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and without understanding the differences and the strengths in those differences between yeah. men and women. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is like my mom, my pastor Celine is my mom, <laughs> uh, said, you know, we have to recognize that being different is not bad. Right. Yeah. And I'm a woman and I'm very different than men, but I am just as strong in some ways. And that's great. Mm-hmm. And I have my strengths and they have their strengths mm-hmm. and they should complement each other. It's how God made us. He got he God made us in the beginning to help each other. <laughs> to right. be complementary to each other, to rule and reign the earth together. Mm-hmm. Not one or the other, yeah. but both. Yeah. We can't have women without men. We can't have men without women. It doesn't work. Right. Right. It has to go together. And um, like I said, I'm grateful to have been raised in a family who who cultivated that in me, in a in a church that cultivated that in, in me. I grew up in a church with a woman pastor, and you know, that doesn't happen that often, even mm-hmm. today, right? Mm-hmm. You see less and less of it. Um, and I guess you're seeing a little bit more in, in some recent years, but it's still not that common. Um, but I'm so grateful, and I believe it's because of, I was raised in a home and in a church that said, it, it, you can do whatever God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. You should never try to do something outside of God's calling, but whatever God calls you to do, you will be able to accomplish. Yeah. And um, God's opened many doors and, and I am in the business world. I, I'm a mom. I have two boys who are, my youngest is almost an adult. Um, my youngest will be 18 next month. And, um, and it's been amazing. And I've also had the privilege of, of being in the business world and I've worked and I continue to work. I'm a, like my mom said, I'm the controller at a, at a corporation here locally, part of a national corporation. And it's been a privilege to be able to, to bring the strengths that God has given me into, into that arena as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things you, that you hit on was so important is that, um, you know, society loves to pit one thing against yes. the other in competition. Mm-hmm. And we see this throughout the, the church even, um, yes. certainly with men and women, but also with all, all the, all the facets mm-hmm. of the body of Christ. Right. right. And the enemy's goal <laughs> is always to pit against each other and to cause competition and cause comparison. Absolutely. And it's so, um, anti God. It's so anti the way that God designed things because he designs things for a specific function and a specific purpose. And it doesn't make them less than 
to do what they were designed to do. Right. Well, and I've always said the difference be, uh, between competing and completion is one letter. And that letter happens to be L. <laughs> and I believe that that means love. Mm. In order to have a relationship with someone, you can act, don't need to compete with them, but you can complete them when you come together in love and you guys work things out and stuff. And especially in a, a marriage situation, there needs to not be competition or shall I say, even in the church world, yeah, there absolutely. needs to not be a competition. Um, mm -hmm. I am the pastor's wife and my husband is the pastor's husband. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So we are both pastors and we both work together and we work hard and we bring different things to the table and we just have to recognize the strengths and weaknesses. And you know what? We want to always focus on the strengths, but sometimes we have to say, you know, there's places where I'm not as mm -hmm. strong or good at something. And, you know, just because I've can't be a mechanic or, well, don't want to be a mechanic. It's not Maybe. my natural gifting. <laughs> yeah. Anything under mechanical is not my gifting. <laughs> uh, computers and technology would be second in line there. But anyway, just simply, just because I'm not good at that does not mean that I'm not good at other things, nor do I have to beat myself up because I'm not. Right. And so what really matters is that I give my whole heart to whatever I do mm. and not, um, and do it with love. So for me, that makes a difference. And I think if all of us would understand that in relationships, it would change a lot of things in our world we're living in mm. if we'd stop competing. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Um, yeah, I just I want to brag on Pastor Pat and Celine here just for a minute because, um, you know, it, it's one thing for a, um, a woman to step into her calling and that's awesome and that's needed. And it's another thing for a man to recognize she's stepping into her calling Absolutely. and that does not take away from him. It doesn't threaten him at all. It's actually a like a completion, like you mm -hmm. were saying. And, um, you know, Pastor Pat and Selene working together, they bring such complementary strengths and they, um, it's been, it's been wonderful for me to see, you know, I grew <laughs> up with them to see, um, them both as strong leaders and especially to see Pastor Celine really step into her <laughs> strength and her anointing and her apostolic calling and um and all of, and to see how they um yield and submit and work together and you know and it and it's we're family here so it's like we see the the good bad and the ugly but I always see the the heart of honor there Absolutely. and so I I just love to see that um happening you know within our our local church here it's it's um is, I don't know. It's, it's, I love it. I love to see that. Well, and they've generated a culture of that. Exactly. And because they have modeled it, mm -hmm. um, we have a culture mm -hmm. of that. And it's something that we have to fight for because it is such a tendency in our, in our world's culture to compete, um, mm -hmm. that it's something that we have to make sure that we continue to fight for this element of not competing with you with each other understanding our roles understanding our giftings and being confident and sure mm -hmm. and not insecure but being mm -hmm. secure in our giftings and our callings and being able to walk in them and i think so often um, competition comes from insecurity mm -hmm. and so when we can as women become secure in our callings that that God has placed on us and who we are in him first, that's when we can step in without competition. Yeah. 
That's so good. Um, I, I want to talk about that insecurity for a minute because I know there's certain things, right, that really Absolutely. are challenges for women. I yes. mean, that we just see across the board generally, I would mm-hmm. say. And um, we know within every, you know, with each gender, there's there's um, exceptions to the rule, let's say. Yes. But there are generalities. And I think that insecurity is one that a lot of women um, are challenged with and, and, and struggle with. I don't know if you could speak, Michelle, why don't you speak to that just for a minute? Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, insecurity is, is something that's very common in women. Um, I think insecurity is common even in women that don't appear insecure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think we have to be careful not to, you know, judge a book by its cover, if you know yeah, what I mean, because yeah. you you have people that are really outgoing or really bubbly mm-hmm. or really this. But in reality, sometimes that's even just a front mm-hmm. for for their insecurities. Um, and I believe that um, the enemy of our soul mm-hmm. is trying to fight for our identity. And that is exactly where he goes. And with women in particular, the lie that we are not good enough mm-hmm. um, is so real and prevalent because it it crosses everything, anything and everything, um, whether it's being a mom, I'm not good enough <laughs> what I, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough for what I do. I'm not good enough to, to apply for this, to apply for that. It's really interesting. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but it does kind of pl- go in. I was reading an article <clears throat> a couple years ago in the wall street journal about the, um, the gender pay, uh, pay differential, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. discrepancies, I can't even think of the right word, mm-hmm. um, the pay gap, right? And um, they were giving some, some realities to it. Yes, there's some, there are realities to it, right? Yeah. And one of the things that they said is that women will not apply for a job that they don't feel 100% qualified when they read the description. And men will apply for a job that they feel 60% qualified for (laughs) in the job description. And as someone who has hired as part of, you know, management and hiring, you never expect somebody to come in and actually be able to do 100% of things Mm -hmm. on a job description. Mm -hmm. But women, I believe it comes down to insecurity because they don't understand that they are good enough. Mm -hmm. If they don't feel completely qualified, they won't even put their... Put their hat in the ring. And it's really interesting. You see it across the business world. You see it in parenting. You see it um, in dating. You know, I think so many women um, need a man to feel like they are secure. And that's just not the reality. God created us to complete each other. But it was really the fall of man and the curse that was put on woman Mm -hmm. that made her feel like she needed a man, right? right, That she was subject to a man. Mm -hmm. And so having the understanding that I am complete in Christ, that the curse is broken and I am complete in Christ and no person, no job, no kid, no anything is going to make me better than I already am because God made me exactly how I am. Mm -hmm. And we have to begin to dispel the lies and really the, the, the truth is that the only way to remove the lie is to speak truth over that. and understand what is the truth of God? What does the word of God say? What did God, what does God say about me and speak that over the lie? Because truth is the only thing that will dispel. Yeah. I just, I want to clarify. I want to get Pastor Celine's thoughts, but real quick, I just want to clarify too. When we're talking about completing, we're not talking about that. A woman is less Less than than, a whole person and she needs a, a a man to absolutely fill in the 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 missing pieces to make her a whole person. It's not that at all. We're talking about completing in the sense of the body of Christ. Christ. that we each have a part and Mm -hmm. it takes everyone's part to make to complete a whole body 
but we believe that men and women are complete people in Christ, right? Yes. That he, he fills whatever gaps we have. He fills like the, his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. He makes us a, a whole person. You're not a broken person. If you're not married, right. <laughs> you're Absolutely. not a broken person. If you're not part of a relationship, you're not no. less than a person no. or less than a whole person. So thank you for touching on that. Cause I think that's a really important point, especially Absolutely. when we're talking to women who do uh, a lot of times feel like they're, they're not quite whole. They're not quite enough. They're not quite, and they need something else to complete them. You want to speak to the, to the insecurity part of things or anything else that shall, (laughs) she brought up a lot of things just there. She did. (laughs) I, I really believe the insecurity really comes from the Satan trying to make people not know who they are, whether it's just, you know, in personality or whether it's in gender or whatever, that con- constant confusion and always brings up tension, mm-hmm. right? And always less than. And, you know, these problems are really human problems and they're not just men, not just women. Men also deal with these issues Absolutely. also. And um, I think it's important that we know who we are. And that's why Jesus came to give us our identity and we're sons and daughters of the most high God. And, you know, we can rest in that. And so each one of us has a different purpose and each one of us has different callings. Like I want to just talk about moms, Mm -hmm. you know, like it is okay to be a mom. There's some amazing examples of moms in the Bible. I mean, just the fact that like Shelly said, you can't have man without a woman. You can't have a woman without a man. You need both no matter what. They're both equally important. But the bottom line is um, someone has to care for and tend and feed a child and, and help them grow and to mature and stuff. And yes, fathers play a very big part in that also. But the bottom line is moms are so responsible for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of sad that we're living in a generation where people don't want to be a mom Mm -hmm. or a dad. Mm -hmm. And it's just easier to go on with life by yourself. And I mean, I know sometimes a woman can't have a child. Like I'm actually adopted. My uh, parents couldn't have children. And, you know, fortunately I was chosen to be in their family and I am very honored for that and thankful for what God did in that situation. But, um, to me, there's really no higher honor than to be a mom. I mean, you look in the Bible and you just see so many women who raised these godly people, you know, whether it was men or women, I mean, you know, what about Mary, the mother of Jesus? I mean, mm-hmm. hello. Right. <laughs> she was pretty important. <laughs> you know, I think my favorite, uh, I read a book a long time ago by Max Lucado, and he, my favorite chapter was 25 questions for Mary. Did he like your soup? Did he <laughs> put me in a whole different framework for, you know, Jesus as a human, but, um, you know, but you look really through any character in the Bible, whether they're male or female, they had parents and they took care of them and they did that. So, you know, I think being a mom, if you're a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. you know, God bless you. Yeah. That's amazing. If you're that's a working hard work. mom, <laughs> that's hard, hard work. work too, it because is. you're trying to juggle both worlds. But, you know, of course the world we live in today pretty much requires most women to need to work because of the financial burdens that we carry. But, you know, and I think that it's fine for a woman to work. I think it's been wrong that we've labeled it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And it we are equipped to do whatever we need to do. So we're not perfect. And, 
you know, whatever help we can get is great. <laughs> you know, can I also say something about the moms? Mm-hmm. Um, they <laughs> moms are so important, but I just want to just speak to the fact that we can't, we got to be careful as moms not to pit against each other. Mm-hmm. Like so often because we feel like we're doing what's right for our kids and somebody else is doing something different. Um, it's, it seems to be very common (laughs) that there becomes a lot of strife between moms. Right. And I mean, I remember, you know, I was young and I worked and that was a problem for some people Mm -hmm. because I was not giving my kids the attention they needed and I should be homeschooling my kids and I should be doing that, this and that, and everybody's got an opinion. But I think as moms, we have to come together. We have to celebrate each other. We have to support each other. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize that God has a calling for each of us and Mm -hmm. it's different. God has a calling for my kids that are different than your kids, right? Mm -hmm. And God's going to assign me things that are different. And we have to celebrate that in each other. Mm-hmm. I think so often as women, and I still, once again, believe it comes out of insecurity mm-hmm. um, to, to make sure we feel okay about what we're doing. We, you know, make somebody else feel bad about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. It, you know, we cannot compare ourselves. God has a calling that's different for me than it is for you, than it is for you, than it is for other moms. And we have to celebrate and um, we have to get behind each other. We have to find joy in each other. Mm-hmm. We have to promote each other and pray with each other and understand that all we can do is the best that we can do right. with what God has given us. Right. And, you know, every mom, and dad have to make decisions for their family and we have to be supportive of those things. And I don't know, that's just a little thing, but I feel like it's so prevalent in our culture, you know, and and you hear it, you know, um, the nagging women or this and that. And I really think a lot of that just comes from this place of insecurity and we have to be okay with recognizing the voice of God, Mm -hmm. understanding that I hear from the Lord for direction for for my family and being okay and confident and walking out that direction in in your life, walking out that direction in your family Mm -hmm. and then celebrating the other people that are doing the same. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, I, I do believe that, um, you know, one, I think it was, you brought up the, the, the curse, right. And so we're like, Oh, we're going to go, we're going to touch on this, but (laughs) I think we have to, we have to, (laughs) it's really the beginning. It's the root of a lot of these issues. Mm -hmm. It's the root of one against the other, right. When, so we're talking about Adam and Eve in the garden Mm -hmm. and, Eve being deceived by the devil and then Adam being willfully disobedient. Right. And they each had their own issues. But one of the first things began to happen was blame. Right. And being pitted against each other. And, um, they both fell and hid from the Lord and there were repercussions from that. And there were curses placed upon men. There were curse, uh, curse placed upon women. And so I think there's a lot of these things Now we know, um, there's a lot of these things that have their, that have their roots there. And that if we're ignorant of them, we can still right. um, perpetuate them. And it's it, a lot of it is knowing that Christ mm-hmm. became a curse for us, right? And right. that he took the curse in his body so that we are no longer, and that's men and women. Um, but I think a lot of times women are, are ignorant of what they're actually facing, what they're actually mm-hmm. dealing with, that it's not just your, you know, hormonal or your, um, you've been oppressed. It's actually that you have an enemy yes. that hates you. And one of the things that the Lord said between the enemy and the woman was that there was going to be this special hatred between them. And yes. I actually believe that the, um, the, 
the enemy has a special hatred towards women. Of course, we know he hates men too. He hates every human being, right? But the Lord said there's a special enmity between the serpent and the woman yeah. and that she he would bruise her heel, but that she would crush his head. And yes. I actually, I love that part of it. I know Pastor Celine, she just parked <laughs> up. She's like, oh, I love this. <laughs> I love that part. And I know this speaks also to the church. Yes. Right? Because the Bible speaks of the church as a woman. Mm-hmm. So right. God does not think uh, lowly of women if he's saying his church is to be a bride and she is to be a woman and she's supposed to be fierce. And, you know, we have a whole teaching on women and and a mother. Yes, we have a whole teaching on women in ministry. It's free. If you haven't watched it, you should go watch it because you will get biblical teaching about God's heart for women. It will deal with all of the, you know, so-called problem passages that um, we think put women in certain areas and they don't. But you should watch all of that if you haven't had a chance to yet. But um I want to just take a minute here and just we have to recognize that there is a um the enemy tries to make women believe that they are still under this curse. That kind of, and it comes in all kinds of forms. It comes in childbearing, it comes in relationships between men and women, it comes with um the own positions of their soul mm-hmm. in the earth. And um I don't know, Pastor Celine. Do you want to you want to say anything about this subject? Oh. <laughs> We're opening up a whole can here. It's good. <laughs> Not sure if everybody's ready for my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. This, facts are that there was a curse put on the serpent, the man, and the woman. It was not just over the woman, mm-hmm. and all three have uh, consequences coming from that. And our whole world since then changed. And thank God for Jesus, yes. because Jesus came in and he broke the curse that was placed on man and woman. And because of that, as a woman, we can walk free. But that original curse, I was actually looking down trying to find, I wanted to actually read it because mm-hmm. I felt it was important. Um, so sorry, here, we passed over it and God bless it. But anyway, the original curse to the woman was, uh, let's say, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow in conception, and in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Mm -hmm. There was an actual um, place where woman would want someone to rule over her when God was the one that was supposed to rule over her. Mm -hmm. And they were to work together, and instead the roles shifted, and woman became subservient. And that is carried through the years, but Jesus came and he broke that curse. And we do not, do not need to live like that. And that even goes to even over childbearing. And I know it's a very controversial subject, but the bottom line is Jesus broke that curse and we don't have to suffer being pregnant or suffer when we bear children. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you here because... um, I, <laughs> this, and we're, we're like, we're getting to deep waters here because <laughs> no, but this is so important. Is. This is so important because all of the issues, right. It's, it's the, the pain of, um, conception, childbearing, the, really the, um, the issues that come with being a mother, mm-hmm. right. With becoming a mother, with bringing forth life, with all of that, that the world says is, um, just inconvenient. It's wrong. It's painful. It's not worth the effort, mm-hmm. right? It's not worth you um, sacrificing your lifestyle for that, right. right? I mean, all of the things that the world says, I believe they all have their roots in that in that curse that the enemy tries to hold over people. And if you are not actually under the blood of Jesus, 
you are still, you're still living under that thing. And the, the good news is it's very easy to get free of that. So, um, but the enemy hates mothers. Right. He hates women. He hates the cons. And, and I'm, and when I say mother, I'm not talking about just natural mothers. I am talking about women are made to bring life into the earth. Right. Right. They are made to, to, um, uh, receive the life of God and incubate it and, 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 and wrestle with it and grow it and then, and carry it and actually bring it forth. That's actually what we're designed for. And the enemy hates everything about that process, whether that's a natural child, because that is bringing life into the earth. That is bringing someone with the, the potential to change and alter the earth. And the enemy hates that. And he hates women that carry the purposes of God and bring that into the earth. And this is something that, um, you can like feel the, this passion coming up because it is like, I, it's, um, you know, the, the issue is not just like, am I a, a physical woman or a physical male, like a chromosomal, you know, (laughs) configuration. That's not, it is God purposed you actually for something. That's what we're talking about with, you know, a man or a woman that there's a purpose in God's heart for creating you that way. Right. And Satan doesn't like that. Exactly. And he's come against men and he comes against women. Yes. Bottom line is it takes a man and a woman Mm -hmm. to create a child. Yes. That's science. Okay. Man and a woman to create a child, but that child is a new life and that child is going to carry forward legacy generations. And there is such a spirit of death in Mm -hmm. our country Mm -hmm. and in our world wanting to stop life whether it's through excuses, whether it's through not wanting to have to hurt or to have any sort of pain in your life, uh, children, you know, beyond giving birth to them, they can, it's, you know, a lot of work to have children and to (laughs) raise them and to care for them and to feed them and make sure they have everything they need and all that good stuff. But they are worth every ounce of it. Mm -hmm. And then when you see them grown, mature, and, you know, being great men and women of our communities and the church and parents and, you know, you go out to a soccer field and you see great parents out there and you see them, you know, with their kids and promoting them, pushing them forward. The enemy wants to just stop all of that. So let's get everybody confused. Let's not have a lot mm-hmm. of kids running around anymore. Let's just make it all about me. And, um, you know, bottom line is life needs to keep happening. And I vote for a spirit of life in our whole world because life is good. You know, it, it has ups and downs. It has problems. I know all about it. I've had my own pain that's unique to me and I know what it's like to sorrow for things. But what I know is that I wouldn't trade anything I have. Mm-hmm. You know, those things made me who I am today. And Hopefully I can use it to help somebody else in the places that uh, were hard. I try to help people. I tell people I was a slow bloomer. If I can save you 10 or 20 years, let me just try to do that for you. (laughs) I don't know that they all take me up on it, but there are some things if I had just really grasped earlier in life, it would have made a huge difference. And being more secure in who I was and what God wanted me to do. Uh, when I began to get an inkling of those things <laughs> prophetically, I was like, you know who you're talking to? Because believe it or not, I was actually very quiet and more of an introvert as a young person. You don't mm-hmm. find that in me anymore. 
But I, it's because I, I embraced I who God called me. Quiet or an introvert? <laughs> was I? I don't think so. No, no. you were not. <laughs> that's a very clear. That's a very clear answer. That definitely was not your problem. But again, problem. right, pointing to the differences. <laughs> Absolutely. And that the Lord uses all of it. And that just because you're an introverted person, like I'm an introverted person, and I would have been happy to stay in the kitchen the rest of my life, just making food and serving. That's not what God called us to, Celine. <laughs> I'm still in the kitchen. Apparently, though. yes. <laughs> that's by choice. And actually, Liz, so are you. Well, you're I the am, best but, cook at this table. But, that's true. <laughs> but all that to say is that, you know, when the... Um, there's, you know, it's like, well, women need to be meek and gentle. And yes, and so do men, may I say. But that doesn't mean to just be a silent mm-hmm. mouse in the, in the church. Right. It means to actually be yielded to the spirit of God and to be who he called you to be. And we see throughout the word from the very beginning to the very end, women who were um, prophets, who were judges, who um, brought, who trained kings, right? You read about the mm-hmm. mothers of kings yeah. in yeah. the word, like you know, Proverbs 31, which is probably one of the greatest passages about a woman who is godly. And she was strong. She was yep. a leader. She was a businesswoman. She had strength, you know, compassion. she had wisdom. She had compassion and kindness. And that passage was a mother teaching her son, yes. right? I mean, that's... Right. Yep. Solomon's mother teaching him, and I believe also is a is um, a prophecy about the church. I believe Absolutely. you know about how I she's supposed so to to operate and be strong mm-hmm. and all of that. And so um, it's not that women um, all have to be you know like these you know loud <laughs> boisterous people <laughs> and just take charge, and they don't all have to be right. you know sit in the background and never say anything. It's just what has God called you to do? What has He assigned you to do? And what, what has he, um, what is his purpose for your life? And, and maybe that requires you to break out of your natural, (laughs) your natural inclinations and trust him for that. And maybe that requires you to walk in a way that maybe people don't totally understand either. You know know anything about that show? Nothing. No. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, it's so true. Um, I think so often we have this idea in our heads of what a woman's supposed to be mm-hmm. or what we're supposed to be. Maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's not even just women overall, but yeah. based on culture or expectations from family or ourselves or anything, whatever it is. Um, I think so one of the biggest challenges as women is breaking that down. Like mm. break it, break it off of you. Like they we have so I, one of the things that I've I've struggled with most of my life is these ideals and standards that are unreal, mm. right? And putting them onto myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm alone mm-hmm. in that as a woman. I think oftentimes um, women we feel like we must take it all on. And I remember a really good friend of mine, Pastor Amanda. Um, I was in one of her, I don't remember where we were. She was teaching. We were talking about trees and these different kind of trees. Mm -hmm. And then she talked about a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And she said, so often women become Christmas trees. And we just start taking everything on Mm -hmm. to ourselves. And we never take anything off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, I think we have to understand who God made us and not just take everything, take anything 
and everything on because we feel like we have to be everything to everybody. I have to be the perfect mom. I have to be the perfect wife. I have to be the perfect employee. I have to be the perfect manager. I have to be the perfect, um, you know, churchgoer or pastor or teacher or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And all of a sudden we have built these expectations of ourselves that aren't true Mm. And they're not real and they're unattainable. And I believe that's actually why we see so much depression and anxiety mm-hmm. um, in women and, mm-hmm. and moms because we are taking on all of these things onto ourselves that we were never intended to take on in our in general. And instead, we're supposed to be giving those yeah. to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Instead of functioning in who I am, and walking as God created me to be, I'm trying to be everything. Mm. And it's never going to work. And all that does is just create a collapse. And you can't accomplish anything, right? And I think as women, we have to understand and be okay sometimes with saying no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as women, we have to be okay with saying no. We have to be okay with understanding um, our jurisdiction, our lane sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe at another time I'm going to be this, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, and it's a fine line because scripture talks about, you know, doing all things with excellence, right? And doing them to please the Lord. And and those are all really good things. But what it has to be done is we have to remember that it has to be done with partnering with the Lord Mm -hmm. and not being done on our own. Mm -hmm. And that's where we we get off track. Mm. We can do all of these things and we can do them per- wonderfully as unto the Lord and we can function in a lot of different places. But if we just take it all onto ourselves, all we'll do is collapse. But if we can partner with the Lord, yeah. we'll be able to accomplish yeah. all these things. It's really good. Yeah. It's really about learning how to work together. I mean, really everything in life is learning how to work together. No one was created to do everything by themselves. And the pressure that people feel, male or female, to do it all is not God-given. That's why God gave a whole family and God gave us to each other. And that's why a body of Christ is important. And that's why, you know, if we're going to get into another one of my favorite subjects, is the church being, you know, the body of Christ is what God called it. Jesus is the head, but the church is the body. And we cannot have one without the other. And there's so much dysfunction in the world today um, amongst Christians who just want to have a relationship with Jesus, but not with people Mm -hmm. because people are messy. Mm -hmm. Jesus is perfect. The rest of us are not. (laughs) We're trying hard to live our lives as best as we can, but we do make mistakes. But the bottom line is, is the church is a part of Christ's body. And we have to have mutual esteem for one another, just like a husband and wife are supposed to have mutual esteem. We're supposed to complete each other. We're supposed to work together. We are not supposed to do it all by ourselves. And Mm -hmm. the same thing for a man. He shouldn't have to shoulder everything in his family. Mm -hmm. A woman shouldn't have to shoulder everything in the family. But they can work together. And if for some reason you don't have a spouse due to circumstances, you should have people in your life that can help partner with you and not walk alone. Walking alone is never anything that God wanted. Genesis 1 or 2. <laughs> man, you know, not good for man God. to be alone. Thank you very yes. much. Not good for man to be alone. And that is a real problem in the world we are today. We're all trying to get in our perfect place. But reality is we're 
part of each other. We complete a big picture. We're part of a team. We're part of a, mm -hmm. a moving uh, organism in the world. And so yeah. to me, I love the subject of women. I wish I probably the one thing I hate is because of the curse. So many women become victims mm -hmm. and uh, they go back for more abuse mm -hmm. and things and abuse is wrong. I'm going to make that super clear. Mm -hmm. And uh, but once a woman has been abused, she will tend to go back to the abuser. And that is because she's not understood who she is, her value. And she walks as a victim. But God came, Jesus came to deliver us from that. We can That's walk right. victorious. That's God right. can use all those things that happen to us in our lives for good. And he can move us into a whole new place. And I just want to make it really clear. God wants to be there for you. He wants to walk with you if you're walking in that place feeling alone and so for me, being yeah. victorious, being strong is important as a woman, but also being loving and meek and willing to partner with other people, not feeling like I have to do it all by myself because mm -hmm. I don't. Mm -hmm. God never intended that for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the um, understanding that needing someone else is not actually a weakness. <laughs> That's actually how we're designed mm -hmm. is to need someone else. And like you were saying, Chelsea, sometimes we feel like if I... If I need someone else to do something for me, it's because I'm failing somehow right. or I'm not quite enough or I'm mm -hmm. not what I should be. And I know this is something that um, a lot of women deal. I mean, it's like you were saying, especially like in your younger years as a mom. Absolutely. And but I think it carries through in a lot of interesting ways also. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you, we need someone else does not mean that we're broken or that there's something wrong with us right. or that we're um, inadequate somehow. It simply means we are um, living according to our design, <laughs> which right. is to need. And for a woman to, for a, a wife to need her husband does not mean that she's weak. No, right. it doesn't mean that she's, uh, lacking something or she's failing somehow. I mean, um, wives mm -hmm. were made to be covered by their husband. There's a godly order there. And that is a, that's a gift. That is not a, a detriment. That is not something that is a, dictatorship either it's not it's uh there's this yes there's a submission which is in so many um circles That's, especially yeah, among women is you know it is, is this horrible oh, yeah. thing but we forget that there's like there's a submitting to your husband as he submits to, to christ, christ and there is a mutual submission one, one to, to another, another right and these are these are good things. These are wonderful things. I believe if we can truly understand submission correctly and understand the submitting one to another within a husband and wife scenario, I believe it's what gives us the strength. Mm -hmm. yes. I believe for me, I know that's part of what gives me strength mm -hmm. to to walk in the calling of God in my life mm -hmm. because I have that covering. I know I'm protected. I know I'm um, being prayed over. I know that I have the support. I have him at my back. Mm -hmm. There's no competition in there. There's no like, oh, well, you know, I can do this better. Or you can do this better. No, we have different strengths and different weaknesses. And the reason that I can walk in strength is because I'm submitted yeah. 
because that's God's authority. We don't walk in authority unless we understand submission. So I will never walk in true authority in my calling unless I am in submission to God's authority. And God's authority means I'm in submission to my husband. He's in submission to me. He's in submission to Christ. And we now get to walk in full authority. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the difference. Mm -hmm. It's amazing the difference in um, your home, your family life, your even your work life and your as community, all of the different things, the security that you can have um, when you understand submission, it is not a weakness. And yeah. it's such a lie from the enemy because he understands, the enemy understands the authority that comes with submission. And so he has attacked the concept of submission mm-hmm. so that it is something that it is not. Submission is not weakness. It is not being subservient. It is not slavery in the sense of that we know it culturally right. and any of that way submission is a yielding and the bending of our will to each other preferring each other understanding there's so much to it there's a you you can go i can go on for hours about submission and authority (laughs) but the reality is in order for me to really understand who i am Mm-hmm. and my identity in Christ, and then to be able to walk in the authority that Christ has given me, I have to live my life in submission. And it's not something that holds me back. It is something that propels me forward. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we can unlock the lie that says that submission is something negative, that submission is something, um, oh, it's just, oh, you're a woman, so you have to submit. And it's this bad thing, and it's this negative connotation, right. and all this stuff. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. That is not true. Right. I can live the most powerful and authoritative life only because I I live in submission to my husband. That's right. And he lives in submission to me, and together we submit to the Father. Mm-hmm. So Liz, could you share your definition of submission? Yes, I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so simple, but it has like revolutionized my thinking in this. And that's why I love to teach it like in our Mm -hmm. school and stuff because, you know, sub meaning under and mission, you know, your mission, your assignment. And so to submit to someone means to come under their assignment. What is it that God has assigned them to do Mm -hmm. and how can I help them do it? And and when you view it that way, it is like it just changes, changes. everything because it's like I I get to help someone else fulfill what God has purposed for them to do on the earth. And right. that doesn't take away from me. And they get to help me, you know, and that's the whole thing about the submitting one to another. That exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's what when it when it says that um, you know, it compares Jesus and the man in uh, uh, sorry, Jesus and the church to the husband and the wife, what does Jesus do? Jesus, the entire reason for his life was to help the church come into who she was, right? right? And that's actually how the man um, serves his wife, you know? And that's like, what a beautiful thing to submit to. It's like, who who would be opposed to uh, Jesus helping you fulfill what the assignment on your life? And that's actually what God designed. And it is not to rob anything from us. It is not to squash anything. It's not to inhibit anything. It's not to condemn. It is like only to lift up and only Mm -hmm. to elevate and only to encourage and propel. And we get to do that for each other. And guess what? Our husbands need that from us also. It is, I mean, they do like, I love what you said in the beginning. Woman was created as a a solution. She was created to bring strength. 
She was created to bring strategy and to bring a different perspective and to bring different things um, that the aren't always innate in a man. And that is part of when we submit, we bring all of our skills and our gifts and our anointing to help our husband right. <laughs> accomplish right. what God created right. him for. And he does the same for us. Right. It's a building up from it one is. another. Mm-hmm. And it goes right along with the flow with, you know, we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're a team. They work together. That's right. And God created man and woman. Mm-hmm. And with God, mm-hmm. the threesome there. Yeah. We can change the world when we work with each other. And even if we take that submission attitude into our workplace, Absolutely. into our community, mm-hmm. into with our family and our children, you know, we can actually change and revolutionize the world with this word that everybody absolutely hates. Yeah. I mean, I have a great story about that. Maybe we'll leave it out. <laughs> Somebody used a Sharpie for a highlighter pen in their Bible <laughs> to cross that out. Anyway, um, and I, we had to have a little discussion about that. But anyway, that wasn't a great idea. But um, but I love that person so much. Yeah. <laughs> and they're my favorite. But anyway. Um, but no, submission is really a key because if we can submit to a person, mm-hmm. we can submit to God, you know, and submitting to God, understanding God only has our best interest. Mm-hmm. He designed us. He created yes. us. He, he, he made us. Mm-hmm. And that's so important that we embrace who God made me to be. I think the question every person needs to ask themselves is why, who did God make me to be? Mm-hmm. Who am I meant to be? And you know, it takes a little bit of time to figure that all out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you start with, I am a son or a daughter of the Most High God, right. and He put me here in this earth at this time, mm-hmm. in this season, for a special purpose because He knew that I had something to contribute to this time frame, it can change your whole world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm, I'm just proud to be a woman. I'm proud to be a mom. I'm tr- proud to be a grandma, and I'm proud to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not successfully done it all perfectly, but I try so hard because I love people and I love the Lord, and I just want to be able to do whatever God's asked me to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, the bottom line is, um, you know, and going back to the very beginning, it says that God made male. And he made female and he made them in his image. And it takes both to represent God God. in the earth. There's not, you cannot have one that fully represents the image of God in the earth. Whether that be uh, only men or only women. And we, we cannot as the church, like you're saying, swing from one extreme to the other of we don't need women. The men do it all. They're the anointed ones. They're the only ones who can preach and teach too. Now it's our turn and <laughs> you will men. not, I don't need anyone to lead me and I don't need anyone to tell me. I mean, that is just as wicked yes. <laughs> as the, uh, as the other way. And it's just mm-hmm. as wrong, just out of God's order because it takes both, uh, to, to represent his image and it takes it both yielded to each other and honoring each other. And yes, in the husband and wife relationship, but in the context of the church, church. of understanding there are places for men to operate there are places for women mm-hmm. to operate and one is not less than the other at all so um yeah there's so much we could <laughs> so much we could talk about here i don't know slain do you have any uh, women heroes in the bible <laughs> liz knows the answer to this question <laughs> there are a lot of amazing women in the bible 
And, you know, it starts in Genesis and it goes all the way through the New Testament. Um, but my favorite is JL. <laughs> Deborah and JL were quite a duo. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, Deborah was a judge in Israel and she was a um, powerful woman. She was a wife, but she also was a mother. And it was she arose as a mother because of the dilemma in her country at that time. And there was a king that was causing a lot of problems for her people. And so uh, the Lord challenged her to go to war. And um, she did. And she went with Barak. She went with a man. And they fought this war together. And the king took off running that was in charge because he knew his uh, days were Things weren't going too good in the war, and his team was losing, and he went for a run, and he uh, got off by himself, and he ended up in J.L.'s house. Mm-hmm. And J.L. Uh, gave him some more milk and gave him a nice blanket and gave him a nice place <laughs> to put his head, and he was able to rest, and then she knew that she had the enemy of her country here, and she put a tent stake into him and mm-hmm. took him out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just... Don't I hate the devil? <laughs> and I think that that king represented him. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, all about, about taking strength. Him out. Right. Talk about it strength. Took, it took a lot of strength of everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad I don't have to do it with a nail. No, <laughs> that, but that's when Pastor Celine comes in some of her heels, like, oh, she got her JL heels on <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, she does. She comes in they are. heels. You're like, well, uh, it says that the woman uh, is going to crush the serpent's head under right. her feet. So right. I just make sure my feet have nails on them. Yes. So. <laughs> What about you, Shell? Do you have anybody that? Um, I think my favorite is Deborah, actually, just because she functioned in so many different capacities. Mm. Um, And that's something prophetically the Lord said to me that I would have many different facets (laughs) and things that I would function in. And sometimes that's hard to figure out what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be? Um, But Deborah functioned and we just oh, heard the story of it, but she was a she was a judge, she was a mother, she was a warrior mm-hmm. in all of these different places that she functioned, and she did them um, under in submission and in the authority of God. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we uh, we're not limited to one or the other. You don't have to be right. a mother or mm-hmm. a prophet or a businesswoman or anything else. Right. Be who you are. Read Proverbs thirty one. And she used the whole the whole, whole package. Deal there. <laughs> Strength and kindness and business sense and yep. family and mother and community and all of that. The Lord has a lot to say about women. So mm-hmm. it's definitely And proud. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and it's her family not, was proud of her. Her family was they blessed her. Her husband trusted her. Mm-hmm. That's right. a good that's a good uh, healthy a good family. There. It was <laughs> not proverb. Um <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll we'll come back to this subject someday. But for now, we're going to sign off. Thank you guys <laughs> Thank for, you. for being here, uh, <laughs> the two pastors. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.